0: We're here in line at the Coquette's 50th anniversary. This is Monica Thomas with Sexploration with Monica and my partner in crime, Paul Brumbaugh from the Edge of Insanity is standing here next to me. He finally found parking and he's confronted with this sparkly, sordid, crowded, joyful scene. We have tickets, we're so excited. There's a lot of glitter here. And tell me about some of the costumes that you've seen, Paul.
1: Well, I've seen a lot of different... I loved all the different colors. I saw people from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're here. Yeah, I saw a few of them, and they were getting interviewed. I saw, like, a couple of the original Cockettes. Just everybody is so glittered. There's 20 million tons of glitter right here (laughs) on this corner of this block, so it's beautiful.
0: And the show is going to start at about 8 o'clock. You've got 10 minutes left to mingle and get inside, find our seats. People are doing, they're just being so authentic and sparkly. It just, it does my heart good.
1: Absolutely. I, I'm, I feel like I'm wearing too much black. I got to lose a black jacket <laughs> so I have more color. I love it. And I've never seen the Victoria Theater it's so lively. Yeah. And so many people in and here. And packed. So.
0: This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is Sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. As we discussed in our last show, where we talked about the Coquettes and their 50th anniversary show and celebration with the Thrill Piddlers Woohoo! and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. I have found a Sister of Perpetual Indulgence right here, right now. I this do. is Dana. Sister
2: Dana, Dana Vaniquity.
0: Yes, hello. And you are looking very resplendent in your, is that a wimple?
2: It is a wimple. It is a red veil. It
0: is a disco wimple because it's sparkly and red, and it has a heart in it. Well,
2: naturally. It would have to sparkle.
0: Yes. And you have a rosary and a ginormous red sparkly cross.
2: Oh yes.
0: Tell me more, is that like a priest outfit? Or no, you're wearing a skirt. So it's a lot of things. You're just eclectic, disco, rific. I mean that's actually a very coquettes look where you just wear six skirts and five tops. And you got it all at the thrift store, hopefully. Maybe. It's only
2: one long skirt, and yes I did get it at the thrift store. Woo-hoo! Yes.
0: So tell me about your work with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Well, wait
2: a minute. First, I have to go back, 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 back to 1969. Oh, please. When I first discovered the Coquettes at the North Beach Palace Theater. Oh,
3: wow, you saw them in 69.
0: And
2: I was not gay yet. <gasps> or I didn't know anyway. Oh, my
3: gosh.
2: All I knew was these people were fabulous. Oh. And I went there, you know, you smoke a little joint and you sit in the audience and you're amazed to see Divine come out as a gigantic crab. And all all these Broadway tunes kind of turned over into something so crazy, so queer, so delicious.
0: Wow, and so sparkling. And that
2: is the coquettes. They were and still are amazeballs.
0: And so you were really there in 1969. What was it like? What were the other people doing and wearing and talking about?
2: Well, it wasn't so much people wore as they just were there and screaming, Ah. carrying on and just in in total enjoyment. Later on, I think people started doing costumes, but 69 was like they're...
0: Just starting to wake up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And realize that you're different than what you thought you were supposed to be.
2: Well, I didn't realize anything yet. Just, these guys were a hoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say the inspiration for the Sisters in 1979 to form, my inspiration in 1985 to join the Sisters. And it's just been a beautiful ride all the way. I adore the cockat's. I'm so thrilled that they're back and they came back with the thrill peddlers. I know. And of course I was there for every seat, every shocking seat. Wonderful. Because they had shock seats. Oh. They would vibrate. They actually shock you. They would vibrate you. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, the thrill peddlers.
2: Love them. I still love them and I love scrumbly He's a friend. All these people are friends, lovers. Well, not you know lovers in the sense of that, but,
3: right.
0: but we love like each other. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your oh, experiences. Is so there any welcome. other story that you would like to tell?
2: That'll cost you extra. Oh, good times!
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much, Sister Vaniquity from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This is exploration with Monica on location. Thank yes,
2: you, Yes, Queen.
0: We're here standing outside the Cockettes 50th anniversary show celebrating the glam gender-bending glitter bomb that is the Cockettes. This is Sister Roma from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Sister, tell me about what inspires you about the Cockettes. How has it changed your art?
4: Well, when I joined the Sisters over 30 years ago, I learned that I had this wild side. I like to express myself and be creative and colorful, and I found a whole new respect and love for people who do the same thing. And the Cockettes were sort of pioneers in San Francisco in that really outrageous, crazy, theatrical, glitzy, glam look. And not only was I inspired, but if you look around this crowd, it is amazing right now.
0: What people are wearing it's I, so ma- I, uh, sparkly
4: usually I'm and my sisters and I are usually just me are the only ones that are in any kind of make- put any kind of effort into our look
0: I'm even wearing fake eyelashes right now
4: <laughs> you are you in have, homage yes and you've got gold flowers in your hair and feathers and you know I mean everybody I mean, there's just so many costumes there's so much gold and people have rhinestones glued to their face yeah and the, the inspiration lives on this is what San Francisco is all about
3: that's right
4: and the sisters and the cockettes have a long rich history and I'm so honored and excited to be here. And just so you know, here's a little inside scoop that I haven't hardly told it very many people. When I moved into my building on Sutter Street about fifteen or twenty years ago, Crema Ritz was my neighbor.
3: Oh wow.
4: Yeah, so she was a retired cockette obviously and homebound and we became friends and Yes, and she would receive meals on wheels, and whenever there was a meal that she wasn't crazy about, she would hang it on my door.
0: Oh, that's so sweet! Isn't that sweet?
4: So I have a history with them, so this is wow. amazing.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much for taking time out of this. I mean, everyone is here in line and meeting old friends. I'm sure you've seen a bunch of people that you haven't connected with in a long time.
4: Oh, of course, yeah. Some people that I don't get to see very often, and this is the kind of event that brings us all out. This is amazing.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sister Roma.
4: Thank you. Uh,
0: so I'm talking to one of the original coquettes right now, he is using an assistive device to speak. You'll have to listen carefully, and I know that in the crowd, in the big din of noise, it's a little bit difficult, but I'm going to put the microphone right up to his throat, okay? So tell me your name. My name
3: is Michael Bluegrass, and I was in one, so i Joe, get over Shanghai, but I was backstage for every show, and I took part in all of them. And tell
0: me about what it was like to be with the Coquettes.
3: Oh, it was like one big family. Everybody, a lot of us lived together. Yes. Oh, we worked we, we together like constantly. We came up with ideas for the show, all of us, and once everybody would contribute, so it was like a great big family.
0: It was like a big family. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's so nice to meet you, Michael. That's I really beautiful. appreciate you taking time out of this exciting part, and you're wearing nice glitter in your beard
4: <laughs> I to do that.
0: Really nice talking with you. yeah you too thanks okay. so much Michael
4: you're welcome. amazing I can't believe it's 50 years
0: well thanks for coming on while you're sitting on stage waiting for the show to start do you want to talk about how the Cockettes inspired your art I don't
4: know
5: I don't know if I can right now. Really? I gotta, well, I can go much? on in a minute. i trying to think. Okay. It's just,
0: you no, know, you don't have to right now. The cockets you could just and, talk about what you're wearing right now. Oh, uh, well,
5: I'm not wearing anything since this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scandalous. <laughs> since, you know, this is radio or whatever. You won't um, even
0: know how glittery yeah. and
6: sparkly he
0: is. Yeah,
5: I only have glitter on my penis, and my penis <laughs> is very big. Got a big hole in the end, and it's really shiny. Yeah, I don't know. The Cockettes really inspired me with their outrageousness, their ridiculousness, and just how over-the-top they are. They continue to inspire me to this day. I could go on longer if I wasn't so nervous about performing in a start second.
0: Soon. But you uh, soon. This show is yeah. just about to
5: begin. But, yeah, I mean... They're one of the best, you know, it's like the John Waters of the West Coast, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just amazing, the glitter beard, such an iconic look. The eyes, like mine are right now, which, you know... Big lashes! Big lashes! Big, big, big! Well, like, a lot of people might not know that this style of eyes is what inspired Alice Cooper, because he saw the Cockettes. They've inspired so many people and done so much, and they were so outrageous, and they were... You know, they were hippies, but they were punk as fuck. You know, living in communes, not working jobs, putting it into their arts. And the Angels of Light, also just amazing, took it to such a level. So it's really an honor to be here tonight.
0: And how can people find your art?
5: My name is Jason Wade. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as The Amazing Jason Wade. And uh, I play in a band called Cock ESP. So Yeah.
0: So that does seem a little influenced by the cockettes.
5: Yeah. Everything I do just the is. tip. Yeah, just just the tip.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for coming thank on Sexploration you, you. with Monica.
5: Yeah, anytime. Thanks.
0: Okay, we are standing with a fabulously dressed woman. Tell me about what you're wearing. You're wearing a rope harness and a beautiful headdress and it's got pom-pom on it. This is a actually a my
7: wedding headdress, but it's also a, a traditional Chinese wedding headdress. This is shibari rope and I'm not a submissive, but I kind of like the look. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then these are I Ching little coins here. Oh, as nipple
0: pasties.
7: Yes, but okay, so. I- so
0: Chinese nipple pasties. So basically. I actually
7: am Chinese. I'm a Chinese American. And so these are like the I Ching, which is like the tarot or like the fortune telling thing for Chinese people. So it has meaning. So as a fortune telling person, I've branded myself as the I Chinga.
0: I Chinga? Yes. How
7: have <laughs> the coquettes influenced your art? They're just free spirited. The glitter just gets in everything. It so. does, doesn't it? It just spreads around, gets everywhere. Yeah, and it's just it's just um, about you know being free to like put on whatever paint and wrapping paper you feel like to express yourself.
0: Exactly. So. And just letting in more light, reflecting more light.
7: Yes. Letting it like just get all over the place and then shine from the inside and just being able to find almost any found object and celebrate that and and go with it
0: and reuse things and be resourceful because they weren't about making like getting brand new costumes oh we didn't have the we didn't have amazon
7: prime those days Right? we had to go to the thrift store or you know other things like that we had to get them from like real dead people (laughs)
0: like your ancestors yeah or or, the thrift
7: store was like you know we were always getting stuff from the thrift store so it's a kind of a different way of being able to find drag and everything
0: Thank you so much for coming on Sex Exploration with Monica. How can people find your art? I'm Barbara Lou, L-I-U, and it's
7: Lou, and I just perform. I show up, and I'm like the zeitgeist cherry. Oh, you're doing it right now. It's yeah. working. That's my talent card in life is I'm kind of a little zeitgeist cherry, and I channel that current moment. And then like, tomorrow will be something different. And you have little cherries in your hair. I'm not sure what they what are. The just, it's like red, a it's actually a
0: curry cherry.
7: It's a traditional wedding headdress.
0: So the red pom are really what they would wear in China for a wedding. Yes. are well, starting. Okay. Thanks, Barbara. All right. Oh, false alarm. That was one of the coquettes arriving that's going to watch in the audience. I have found my friend, the sister of perpetual indulgence, Frida, Desire. How you doing, girl? I'm doing well. How you doing, Monica? Isn't this a
6: sparkly and wonderful event? It really is. It's like it's very fitting for what the Cockettes have been with all of the sparkles and all of the joy and all of the glamour and like the daring sort of mix-it-up feel of just kind of do what you want to do and break the rules. Yeah. So what I really am enjoying and looking forward to is hearing how people's lives were changed by the Cockettes. Mm-hmm. Like, how they've been influenced, how their art is different. Right. What's your story? Well, you know that the sisters somewhat came from the cockettes. So we were sort of sprung from their loins, as it were, and some are still involved with the cockettes. Some of us carried on with our fabulousness and handed that down within the sisters in their own way. But a lot of the drag that the sisters do has been influenced by the cockettes. The whole glitter beard, the whole gender fuckery. As you can see, I'm wearing an homage glitter mustache. Yes, yes. And you do a lot of that gender scurry yes. as well. Oh, yeah. I love to blur the gender lines and make people confused. And my favorite thing to do is to let the little girls know that this happens when you turn 40. <gasps> and then their brains kind of pop. But I think it's good for them. I think it's, just, it's good for them to oh, know no, that. And, absolutely, yeah. and whenever you feel like expressing yourself at any age, it's yeah. okay. Of course. Ah, it's yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, you don't have to have like blue and pink, little like aisles. It's, exactly. Yeah. You can just be yourself. Of course. anytime.
0: Mm-hmm. And tell me more about how being part of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence
6: and having been influenced by the Coquettes has changed your work. I know that you are mm-hmm. a therapist. Yes, yes, I definitely am a therapist and I work mostly with young adults, but a lot of people who have different kinds of complex trauma, but I also work with individuals who are non-binary and transgender and I get a lot of individuals who come to me who are saying, I don't want my little girl to wear pink, and I want her to be embracing more different complexities of gender, but she's like gravitating towards pink, and I kind of have to I calm know, them down. I know, we like it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have to calm Even them down. Even though it's feminine. Right. Yeah. It can be just pink. It doesn't have to be girls pink. It can just right. be a pink it doesn't pink have pink. to mean anything. Right. So I do a little bit of that. I do a little bit of helping people kind of explore where they want to go. Or options that they want to do with their gender they, you know, while they're trying to figure out how they are and how they want to express themselves and who they want to be in the world and how that is going to best shine for themselves. And sometimes it takes a little while. Sometimes people know like already they're just out of the box like that. And then sometimes people kind of have to sit with themselves a little while. They get that safe zone with people who care about them, who make them feel like they're able to shine in that way. And then they, they definitely end up glowing. So it's really lovely. And finding their power. Of course. Yeah, and being, you know, sometimes activists in the community and inspiring others. And that's always a great thing to see. Yeah. Tell me about your wimple. It seems oh, like yes. there's
0: some symbols going on up there. You've got
6: an eyeball. Yes. Like it's a real big, huge glass eyeball. It is. I, well, I was kind of an honoring the cockcats with some of the, you know, they have a lot of different kinds of costumes and they do mix up some unexpected things, and so that's part of why I put that on there. It took a lot to get it on because it's supposed to be a barrette, so it's just like, I'm going to get this on there, but yeah. <laughs> You've got a lot going on. There's roses. Yeah, there are roses. it looks like some maybe Spanish
0: or Mexican-influenced heart sacred heart imagery. yeah
6: yeah and that kind of goes across a couple of cultures where it's in the Haitian culture it's a South American South African a lot of the the name that I have a sister Frida is somewhat taken a little bit from the Frida Dahomey's but also Frida Desire and they they both embody that like that heart aspect where that strong sort of femininity and Frida Dahomey and of herself is a protector of gay men and then there's her sister Frida Dantor, who's a protector of lesbians, and so they're both Fridas together. They don't quite get along, but, you know, that's sisters, so. Tell us more about Frida Desire. What does that mean? Frida Desire. It can be either Free to Desire or Frida Desire. It's being able to desire what you want, where you want to go, how that looks. You look a lot of different ways for a lot of people. As long as it's consensual, of course, got to keep it in the consensuality. A lot of people, you know, have been growing up in constricted environments where they get told this is the way that you do it. And if you do it outside the lines, you color outside the lines with your sexuality or your attraction, how you want to express yourself, then it's wrong. And you get shamed and you get shut down. And I wanna my expression in sisterhood is to say that you should explore that and free that and, and the more you think about it, the more genuinely you'll be yourself because you'll have thought about it rather than just taking some sort of packaged framework that culture gave you said was okay. And kind of being maybe sort of happy, but not really fully happy in yourself. Right,
0: because there's always more to learn and more to explore.
6: Yeah, yeah, and being able to be brave and explore that is a huge gift to yourself, but not just to yourself, but to the community. Because when you are able to tap into that, then, like I said, you can be a role model. You can show people different ways of being. Anyway. I think we might be starting. Yeah. How exciting! It is exciting! I'm really excited for the show. So nice to see you, Frida. Nice to see you, too. And we'll be doing a special surprise a little bit later in the show. Ooh, exciting! It's
0: after 8 o'clock, and we haven't started yet, but I think we're getting there. Scrumbley's sitting up at the piano. Someone starts clapping and hooting, and then everyone starts clapping and hooting. Everyone's so sparkly. Ooh, and look at that coat. I wonder if that's one of those special Coquette's coats. I'll be sitting in the audience for the show and getting clips so you can see what it's like. This is Monica Thomas broadcasting live from the Cockettes Theater at the Victoria in San Francisco with the Thrill Peddlers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. We're going to start out about the Cockettes documentary.
8: One thing that I really want to point out is that when 50 years ago when the Cockettes started, Dave and I were both these closeted gay teens that were trying
9: to figure out where we fit in the world and we both stumbled across
8: Trisha's Wedding at some point. I was at Kansas University in 1972 and they showed it at the university and it changed my world because there were basically no positive, queer, fun life out there. It it didn't exist and we saw Trisha's Wedding and it, it, it really changed who we are as people. And so it's a great honor tonight to be here to be part of this you know, again, say thanks. We made the film 20 years ago, and it was very clear to both of us that it was a love letter of thanks to the Coquettes for helping us become who we are. (laughs) And look who we are. Yeah, from the beginning (laughs) of the There's a ton of other stuff that wasn't in the film. Interviews, some stories, some photos that didn't make it into the film, part of the archive that David and I amassed. The main thing I want to say is thank you. And this, thank you. this is a love letter, uh, again, you. to uh, the Cockettes. <laughs>
2: Dream that I used
4: to always have that was I was an olive in a martini glass and everyone would come and
5: drink out of me. Right after I met him, it wasn't very long before Rumi moved in with me, lock, stock, and barrel, which wasn't very much. <laughs>
10: Sometimes it was real. If you were to use any clip in that movie. I would love you to use the clip where I'm delivering the dildo. Did you order this? I
9: love the way I look in that scene. That was the look I was trying to strive for. Thanks for the patronage. <laughs>
3: when I was in school,
7: Tim Leary was experimenting with acid at MIT. You know, I said to him, Oh. Does it answer all your questions? And he said, well, you know, you just don't ask the same questions. <laughs> Link is a story unto himself. He uh, wrote a lot of the music. He wrote a lot of the shows. And he used to wear this brown and black brocade type
1: robe. He used to smoke these galois and he'd smoke them right down to the end. <laughs> no tips on him, you know? And I used to wake up in the morning, keeping up all night, writing songs in this
4: wild-eyed look in this robe, you know? Oh, he's
11: wonderful. Sometimes for the shows, they would bring costumes that were just out of their closet. I mean, there wasn't a costumer for the shows. People would just say, well, guess what I found on the way to the theater?
0: Also paying tribute to San Francisco's live shows that were inspired by the Coquettes.
8: Many San Francisco playmakers. Among them, Beach Blanket Babylon, Sluts yeah. the Go-Go, and twisted Players, yeah. Midnight Mass, and Grill Huntlers. Yeah. The voice from man to man just gets you down.
11: I'll never stop these wandering ways.
8: I'm not older.
3: Look up, look down
0: Go go and for the rest of the show, the cockettes are gonna be played by the Thrill Peddlers. And sparkly, and he was playing hibiscus. Strongly, a tribal race had a
8: great tradition where they would sing the most beautiful, classic duets together, just like Jeanette McDonald and Noah.
0: This is a crab on Uranus. Oh,
11: you can go to Mars, or mother of little stars. Or Saturn with her moon and all her rings. But Uranus is the best. And now here I'm just a pest. On my planet, when you scan it, you'll hear every
0: There's a large drag queen in a lobster suit. A crab red, gold, Uranus, and sparkly.
11: Though some folks think it's heinous, and just something to be rid of. A negative stigma, an irritating enigma, but a crab
0: for the crustaceans. Song says a crab on Uranus. He's dressed Once as a crab.
3: <laughs> the other one's a lobster.
0: Oh, maybe they're both crabs. Oh, that would make more sense. for intermission, and I'm going to get some more interviews. Hi,
11: Michael Dingle. Nice to
0: see you. Hi, Michael Dingle. Nice this is you. a they're scrumbly they're cold they're wind. My name is Monica. I'm doing a podcast. Oh,
11: hi, Monica.
0: No, 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 it's fine.
11: Okay. Anyway, you
0: get back to work. All right,
11: all right. <laughs> We're interviewing now.
0: So this is Sexploration Exploration with Monica. It's intermission at the 50th anniversary of the Coquettes. It's been such a fun show, and. Scrumbly, you were there from the very beginning of the Cockettes. Yes. But your life's journey before that was very different. So tell me that story. Um, Where did you come from?
11: Well, I came from Southern California and I was living with my lover in the Hate. And at one point, I went to a shrink. I was working at the post office and I went to a shrink at Kaiser because I was a little. I don't know. I'm imbalanced or anxious, I guess. And it turned out to be Richard Alpert, who is Ram Dass. Oh, Ram Dass? And okay, all Ram he Ram did das. was hold the space for me, and I totally realized there's a whole shift. And I realized that I was—it was my attitude could change everything. And I should be nothing but my full self. And I left there just Through walking on—yeah—and on, I just left there walking on air. And that put me in the space to about a year and a half or two later to meet Hibiscus. And Hibiscus was another shot in the arm that encouraging everyone to freely express themselves in a way that we hadn't seen before. So we did. And it's been a wonderful trip ever since.
0: Oh, that's such an amazing story because there's so many artists who've been affected and changed. By their collaboration with the Cockettes and you've been doing it now for so many years with the Thrill Peddlers what has your experience with the Thrill Peddlers been like? Just a whole lot of fun Like the second generation
11: Yeah, the second generation of the Cockettes so to speak It's so much fun to keep composing in that same spirit and to refine the old shows and create new ones I've just been having the time of my life So great to finally meet you and
0: talk to you. I bet you've been just seeing so many people that you haven't seen in a long time. Thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. You're welcome. I have met the most fabulously dressed sparkly people. Okay, tell us what you're wearing and then we'll get along to the introductions. Hi, You look
10: fabulous. Holy moly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're wearing things that we make. We have a little costume troupe here in town. Pride is our big annual event. We have a lot of people who join us and borrow outfits, make things. Just whatever you want to do. It's very free form.
0: And so you're wearing like baubles, like rainbow baubles. Yeah, we use very
10: non-traditional materials. Yeah, so I've straws, got straws, toys, spoons, things people spoons, things people throw away. Letters.
0: Yeah, those are uh, plastic spoons yep. with rhinestones on
12: them. Plastic spoons, baubles, straws, sometimes toys, things that are often discarded or there's so much of it that it might as well be trash and we do workshops for people to decorate shoes, make hats, wearables.
10: We give garbage a
12: second life. Yeah.
0: And so you people actually make their own stuff?
12: We've had workshops, yeah we do workshops. We've done them at Harvey Milk uh, Center for the Arts. We do them around April or May, and what happens is it culminates in about 70 to 85 to 100 people marching with us at Pride. But RE, the, the Coquettes, the inspiration, I like to say we're their grandchildren without the acid. And the stuff we did was in the 90s, and it was not such a happy time, the early 90s here, but my partner and I just kept
10: dressing up and going out.
0: Well, because they were getting over the AIDS crisis.
10: Yeah, and also it was just kind of we didn't out. really know what we were celebrating, but we just decided that we would celebrate anyway. Yeah. So, the, and the Cockettes have that freedom of expression that yeah. we try and carry on in, in our work, and that there just there aren't any rules. The stranger you can be, the more normal that is. Is sort of like our, our whole motto yeah. for experiencing art in San Francisco these so, days. His character is Mrs. Vera. Our group is called
12: Vera Sphere, like a sphere. There's a short film on YouTube called Vera A Love Story in Costume. You can see it now, it's online. And they're making a, a longer version about our art. They've both been on PBS,
10: so this one will be on PBS. So yeah, it, very happy. It has a life of its own. You know, we started making the costumes as props for his photos. Michael's a photographer. I didn't intend for them to last, but they don't really fall apart because they're all plastic and hot glue. And now each year more people come with us to wear the old outfits, make their own stuff, put their own spin on it and you know and now at this point our group is huge and it just gets bigger each year and it just seems to make people happy to find uh, you know an explosion of color with no real justification for it we don't perform it's not for sale it's free we do workshops that are free that's what it's all about just having the art experience before you even realize it and being part of the experience yourself and our group is very mixed it's like
12: also if you see the uh, you see pictures of the clothing they're dysmorphic they're hula hoops. They're things that change your body. They're very whimsical. So have a look on there at VeraSphere and VeraSphere.com is our website. And if you want to join us, go to our Facebook page and you can join yeah, us for pride. Everyone's welcome, everyone's welcome. So check it
10: out.
0: Oh, this is so fun. It's like crafting, psychedelic yeah, fun totally, crafting. Totally.
10: totally, and anyone can do it. People think it's really complicated, but it totally it's isn't.
7: Glue guns. It's it's so easy. Glue.
10: You can do shoes, you can do hats gloves
12: we've done workshops on jackets and the thing is people go I'm not creative I go you don't know until you get there and sit down with other people and with
0: some glitter and hot glue
12: exactly exactly some plastic toys and a little imagination and what it does those are
0: plastic straws
12: yeah they're plastic straws and people get together and it looks kind of like a turban it is a bit like a turban and it's built on a turban Yeah, we use anything. Buckets, hats, we repurpose everything we can repurpose. And it's just nice to see people enjoying themselves. Oh, I'm not creative. It's like you don't know until you sit down, and those people make the most amazing things. The shoes are
10: insane. We give permission because we look so ridiculous. We give people permission to look like they don't have to worry about it because we're already as bizarre as can be, and that's the whole point. And people love it.
0: You're kind of like doing a rainbow Mother Mary crown on your head.
10: People don't even know what they're looking at because we're like moving around half the time. So when they get home and look at their photos, they're like, I didn't even see that because the, the outfits are just covered with things that shouldn't be on clothing, but they are. Thousands
12: of photographs online. If you just put that name Virosphere in on Google, thousands because we've been doing this for 25 Ooh, I bet years you're
0: like super famous on pinterest
12: i guess but i don't really i'm oh, not on there yet. Oh, that's so no. funny but there's a lot of great photographers that follow us and there's a Flickr page the thing is we're so involved in doing it um, there's some gorgeous right, right. photos
0: and there's always the other the next social networking website and which
12: is great it's fantastic so we have a lot of fun with it it brings people together and we're real happy about that. It
10: sort of leaves them guessing. They don't really know what they saw, but they remember it. What the heck was so that? A, it's a great experience as artists to have such a connection with so many people randomly, immediately. It's 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 very satisfying the the response we get. Anyone, anyone can do it. Anyone can do this. Anyone.
0: Oh, it's Out. so fabulous! So fabulous! They're head to toe in the sparkles and. It seems like you've even done the sparkles and the glue gun on, actually on the pants. Kind of dressed down right
10: now.
12: Oh, We're very dressed
0: down. oh they're dressed so down. That's absurd. <laughs> they're wearing three-piece suits of like rainbow sparkly with like brass buttons and sparkly shoes. Oh, it's unclayable. Bravo, bravo. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for Thank coming guys, on Sex Exploration fun. with Monica.
10: Always
12: have fun. That's the choice to make and always have a good time, and come and see us, and make something out of trash.
0: Yay, making something out of trash, that's beautiful.
2: Thank you. you. Presending a proclamation.
0: Well, Scott Wiener's here. We're just gonna have him say hi, thanks for coming.
2: Hi, thank you, and this is amazing. The Cockettes are an inspiration to so many of us. It's really what San Francisco is about. It's what the LGBT community is about, accepting everyone for who they are, people being able to be just comfortable in our own skins. And that's what the Cockettes were about. Just so thrilled to be here for the 50th
10: birthday.
0: Well, thanks so much for being on Sexploration with Monica. Thank you, thank you. Boy, trying to get everyone to get to their seats during the intermission or after, you know, as they're trying to end the intermission, everyone's talking to each other, everyone's still standing and sparkling. and. People are stumbling around on the stage, but purposefully, purposefully, but not in a ton of clothes, you know, a conical bra, some lingerie, that's plenty, a furry hat, sparkle pants everywhere, headdresses, sparkly, different colors, rainbows, and now a sexy singing, dancing threesome of sailors. What time is our war? As Mick Jagger, and he is nailing the Mick Jagger impression. And he's wearing these amazing pink shiny pants, and they fit him just so ever so tightly. And people
6: are just loving it.
0: Pearls over Shanghai. anniversary show. People are standing up, all the sparkly people on stage, <laughs> also clapping at the coquettes in the audience. Everyone in the house is standing up, <laughs> so I have to put down the microphone so I can stand it. And you guys were even sainted by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence tonight.
1: Yes, we were.
0: Do you want to share your new saint name?
12: Saint Sebastian.
0: Now, tell us about the cockettes and who you were and your story.
12: I was the programmer for Nocturnal Dream Shows. I introduced the cockettes on December the 31st, 1969. They came on stage and performed and... They were a sensation. The audience loved them, and the rest is history.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on to Exploration with Monica.
9: You're quite welcome.
0: You have also been sainted by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Tell yep. me your name.
9: My name is Scotty.
0: And what was your involvement with the coquettes?
9: I came in as an instrumentalist, tinsel tarts and a hot coma, playing a flute duet and I was dazzled and amazed and inspired and stayed on. So I was in a lot of shows, playing music, and also parts on stage.
0: And how did it change your life to be part of the Cockettes?
9: My mind was pretty well busted open before I met the Cockettes, but any pieces that were still in any sort of normal order They did, so, right, we're thrown to the wind, right, (laughs) and I'm not sorry.
0: (laughs) And what have you done since?
9: Oh, I've really had a life mostly in music, playing in bands, and then for the last 10 years I've been a special ed teacher. Oh, that's so
0: cool, (laughs) you really are giving back.
9: Yeah, well, I gave back, I'm retired now. Right, right, right. (laughs) I gave enough.
0: Can people find your art now?
9: I'm painting now.
0: Oh, cool. So
9: I'll be putting that up on Instagram.
0: Nice. What's your Instagram handle?
9: I don't have one yet.
0: Oh, you don't have one yet. No. (laughs) Can people Google you? They
9: can. I don't know what the hell they'll find, but they can find me.
0: What would they Google?
9: Scott Davey.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica.
9: Okay, exploration with Monica.
0: That's right, Scott.
9: I'll remember. So nice to meet you. You too, you too. Thanks for much. Thanks for
0: letting me stick my muff in your face.
9: Anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although they sainted me tonight, and I'm Mrs. Ethel Crawd, Mrs. or also Miss La Brea Tar Pits. They sainted us, and they my gave sister. us a proclamation from Scott Wiener. My God, I almost died.
3: Oh,
0: I know, the um, It's so exciting. So Tahara, Mm -hmm. you're from the Angels of Light, Mm -hmm. and you've been part of Angels of Light for so many years. Since
1: I was, I think, 20, I think, maybe. I was a young person when I was in all this stuff. I was a teenager when I was in all of this. How did you discover it? Oh, well, I had been in theater in Texas. I'm from Texas, and my father was a rodeo clown. We lived in a small town called Henrietta, Texas, And he was in the rodeo business, and we had horses and cows. It was all cowboys and ranchers. And he was working in the rodeo as a rodeo clown. I don't know if you know what that is, but uh, you can look it up. And I was in the act with with him in the rodeo acts. started when I was 7 years old, and I worked there in those acts for 10 years. We did about 100 of them every summer, different 100 rodeos. So I got my theater start when I was young. And then when I was a teenager, I graduated high school. Then the following year, I came to San Francisco. It was summer of love. you
0: must have visited Cauliflower
1: Commune. I did. But that was later. That was not when I first came. But when I first came, it was not long afterward that I saw Hibiscus. I didn't meet him until at Altamont at the Rolling Stone Concert, the free one where the, uh, the man was beat, beat to death by the Hells Angels. Did you know about oh, that? Altamont. Well, anyway, I met him there and he told me he was starting a theater group and he would like me to join. So he gave me an address and I went there and joined that group. There was about 15, maybe 10 people, extra people, all kinds. It was a small group. The audience was also very small in those days. John Waters was in the audience. He was a friend of mine. All of us, a big crowd of us gay men, all hung out at this bar on Folsom Street called the Stud, which I think I is still the there. Yeah, yes, I did I see you it. perform there.
0: No, I'm I'm just off stage getting the interviews with oh, all the drag I see. queens. But I, see, yes. because
1: I you look with I, I H- thought maybe they Tom have Orr drag shows there every week and there's oh, absolutely. all Absolutely, they're still uh, doing it. it men is. and women. Absolutely. There's women drag queens now. I used to be oh, only well, men wings.
3: It's so
0: wonderful. here's a woman
1: drag queen here, although she's kind of a little burlesque. Some of them you'd think they were men drag So many queens.
0: different ways to express yourself.
1: Express yourself.
0: And how has being a part of the Angels of light and the cockheads movement changed your life
1: quite a bit uh and it also changed everybody else's life too i mean all over the world now you have the gay pride flag which started basically with the angels of light and then this guy gilbert baker mass produced it and then you have drag queen men with beards and mustaches all over the world in drag and glitter so it's it's uh It's changed a lot of things, and I think I've changed also because I was in a repressed, closeted case in Texas, and now I'm a genius. What can I say?
0: So here we are in the crowd, everyone's starting to think about mm. where the next place to go is. All the glittery people are filing yeah. out. Yes, and are. I found this fabulous person. Mm-hmm. How have the Cockettes changed your life?
10: Well, my name is Maria Connor, and I'm kind of new to the scene. I've been here about 13 years. Kind of straight guy live in the suburbs and entered this new world. So I didn't know about the Cockettes until I started going to the Thrill Peddler show. And to me, the cockcats were like represented history. The fact that I wasn't just some living in some suburb where people are just consumers, I was part of a family. To see this history there, yeah. like made me feel like this is a this is why I moved to San Francisco.
0: And you really are free to express yourself. Tell us about what you're wearing.
10: Oh, what I'm wearing! I am wearing a Gatsby dress, which it's
0: I so sparkly. I know I've been waiting see-through. to wear it, and I hate and to it's and, so fabulous. Yes, and there's and a, your hair is pink.
10: Yep. Yeah, and your mm-hmm.
0: eyeliner is so luscious.
10: Thank you. There's a slip that comes with the dress, and I almost didn't wear it, so you could see all my underwear, but I thought, Ooh. well, maybe later after the party.
0: That's right. Yes, yes. A little later in the evening, perhaps. Have a little fun. Thank you so much Thank for coming you so much. on exploration with Monica. okay Ooh, there's some thrill peddlers on the stage. I'm going to see if I can go talk to them real quick. After meeting the coquettes and being part of Thrill Peddlers how it has changed your life. What's your name?
1: Uh, My name's John Flaw. The Cockettes and the Thrill Peddlers and the combination of the two really changed my life because I hadn't really explored Drag before then, like it really was my introduction to that world of like you know let's let's combine this like crazy glittery draggy thing with theater, and that's kind of my my doorway into that. So it was it was really good for and me. And
0: you're wearing lipstick and eyeliner I and am. fabulous eyelashes, like long luscious butterflies. And is that like a tiara on your forehead, kind of like in rhinestones?
10: I
11: just glued some rhinestones to my face. That's that's all. That's that's it.
0: It's wonderful. It is a lot like a tiara. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. And how about you? My name is Brusha. I believe that Cockettes have changed my life in the sense that it really actually gave me a community, like a family, and it let my freak flag fly. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're wearing. You were doing the eyebrows that are like big, super surprised, and like sunset and. Two sets of lashes. Indeed. Three it's, actually. Really? Three? <laughs> yes. Gosh, I, I, didn't I, them I double stacked some so you can. so awesome. And then <laughs> flowers the and yeah. all the expression that is possible here. Indeed. And how were you involved in the show? I was Sweet Pam. I played Sweet Pam, who I got to work with for a couple years. Oh, the real Pam. Yeah. yeah. Pam Tent. Yes, the Sweet Pam Tent. Pam. Pam. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. It was so nice to meet you. You as well. Thank you so much for the interview. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Thank you. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically. Or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com.